look at two passages of Scripture tonight. And uh, one is in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8 and 9. Then keep your finger there and go to Acts chapter 17. Isaiah 55. Uh, let's look at verse 8 and 9, then jump to Acts chapter 17 in verse 24. Acts 17 in verse 24, okay? <clears throat> Let's look at I, Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So let's go to Acts chapter 17 in verse 24. Acts seventeen twenty four. Uh, that is not correct. I just it was my mistake. I'm the one who gave him Acts chapter four, but it's Acts seventeen. Okay. Okay. God had made the world and all the things therein, seeing that He is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worshipped with men's hands, as though He needed anything. See, and he gave it to all life and breath and all things. And had made uh, of one blood all nations of man for to dwell on the, face, on the face of the earth. And had determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. That they shall seek the Lord if haply they might feel after him. And find him though he be not far off from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, and certain also of our own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Let's pray, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord, for this passage of Scripture. Lord, your thoughts are not your, our thoughts, your ways are not our ways. Help us, Lord, to pattern our lives after you, to be more like you each and every day. And Lord, when we fail, remind us to ask forgiveness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. So what I'm going to do, and uh, of course, uh, you might think about what are we going to do about this new year. Let me fix this carpet right here because it's driving me crazy. Okay, there we go. Good. So anyway, what I'm going to do is I, I started a series last year, and uh, I kind of changed a little bit because I never finished. I started a few lessons, and I didn't have to give justice to the series. I said, well, for me to go back to these series, I have to go back to the beginning of my lessons so people have an understanding what we're talking about. So I'm going to preach a, probably a couple of few messages that you may, if you don't remember, good. If you remember, it's a review for you, okay? But we're going to talk about the mind, okay? We have minds and what's on your mind. That's the, 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 the series. And tonight we're going to talk, we're going to talk about a created mind, so we look here in Isaiah 55, verse 8, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. God is saying this, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than, uh, higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So, so I'm going to do this. So if you remember the, these messages, uh, good for you. If you don't, let's do it as fresh and new. But for the... Uh, for a while uh, at night, for about 13, 14 weeks, we're going to talk about the mind. We're going to try to understand our mind and what's going on in here. Okay? So, 
Tonight we're going, going to talk about created mind. The average person has 10,000 thoughts every day. There, is, there isn't a human on the planet Earth that would admit struggle with some of them, okay? The brain is still much of a mystery to modern science and medicine. It's, it's, you, you can, we cannot understand the, the, uh, the way that God made our mind is so much our mind can take. You know, there's no computer that can compare to the human mind. No computer. You know, we process information so quick and so fast that no computer on the earth can even do that. Well, we created the computer, right? <laughs> so, so even so, controlling and directing our thoughts is still a mystery uh, to many questions. God desires to change our thinking as well as our behavior, for our living is always a product of our thinking. Okay? My goal in these new series, these series, I'm going to do a couple of them that you probably are familiar with it, is for all of us to study together for the mind, uh, uh, for the mind of the mystery to become the master of your own mind or allow the Lord to work in our minds so we know what's going on here. So it is about way, uh, waging, the, uh, 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 waging the war for, uh, for your thoughts with more than human willpower. It is about truth or biblical life changing. So, so please engage with me on this journey so that we can refocus on what is important in life. Now, the fascinating and complex human mind points to the evidence of its, of its creator. No computer can ever match the ability of the human brain. Why? Computers are created by man, and the mind was created by God. Okay? Our minds have an amazing capacity to restore or to receive, to restore and process information in an unbelievable speed in his unparalleled, and in unparalleled amounts. So... No computer can ever compare to our mind. But this shouldn't surprise you at all because computers were created, like I said, by man and the brain was created by God. We are limited in our thinking, something, something that God is not. That's why God says, my ways are higher than your ways, my thoughts higher than your thoughts. We cannot understand certain things. If I say to you, explain to me the Trinity. You have no explanation, neither do I. We don't, do not understand how could three become one. We don't understand that mathematic. Is there something wrong that I did? You guys are looking at me like I... Okay, okay, good. I, I mean, you guys are looking at me like I'm guilty of something here. Okay. <laughs> okay. The three students over there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't take it serious. You, sh you know, you should see their faces looking at me. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that shouldn't surprise you at all because, of course, computers were created by man and, and almighty Google were created by man, not by God, and the mind was created by God. So the mind is a fascinating organ. Computers are fascinating as well, and, but they, they have limitations. And are limited because of our mind is limited as well. For an example, an atheist have a mind that needs to be rebooted, recharged, and reprogrammed. Okay? They think they know at all, but their brain is full of smoke, nonsense, nonsense, humanistic ideas, and many errors. 
I have a privilege of talking with a, uh, uh, an atheist one time. We were passing information on people's door. I give it to him, and he goes, oh, no, no, I'm an atheist. And I said, well, oh, that's your religion. I confused the man to no end. He said, I am not religious. I said, well, that's your religion, right? You're an atheist. And he was so confused, poor guy. I feel bad for him. <laughs> but I gave him, he gave him the stuff back to me. But is a religion in itself. Who he worships? He got to worship something. So, for an example, an atheist uh, have a mind that needs, like I said, be rebuted, recharged, and reprogrammed. So, let's look at the, tonight at this subject, a creative mind from several points, okay? We're going to look at the mind at night for a little bit of time uh, and for about 13, 14 weeks, okay? Uh, we're going to talk about different subjects, different things about our mind. So, number one, the mind are, desi are, the, uh, um, the mind are design creations. So, our world is full of humanistic thinking. I'll tell you what, humanism, it is a big deal, even though we don't hear the words. And humanistic thinking is a big deal too. Humanism don't want God. God is not part of humanism. Mankind, when a, a person is a, that thing of humanism, he is his own God. He doesn't want to do with God. So God does have nothing to do with humanism because man wants to put himself in the place of God. So thinking about them, talking about the mind years, so our world is full of humanistic thinking. I call that nonsense thinking. There are some folks out there who really think that we created ourselves. The sad thing is that the more we walk away from God, the more we believe that to be true. Boom, if I could create it myself, I would never stop because, you know, you look in the mirror, oh, that thing doesn't look good. Oh, that doesn't look good. And you keep creating yourself. No, no. God created us, and we should be thankful for who we are. Oh, you know, I'm not as cute as that. Oh, I'm not as handsome as that. No, you are what God created you to be. Be grateful where you are. All right? So... Some, uh, some really think that, that we evolved to what we are today. Uh, that's another smoke screen out there. So, folks, that is hard, a, hard thinking to believe, a hard thing to believe. It is very hard, a hard thing to believe that we uh, came out of uh, a block self somewhere. By the way, if that was true, when, so then where did the cell came from? Where did matter came from? Where all those things, this stuff, where did the universe came from? Folks, we are not a product of our own creation. Man don't have the capacity, neither the mind, to create himself. The sad thing is that some people are so far removed from God that they will believe anything. Let me put it this way, okay? I said this before here a long time ago. i say it again, okay? Does man, is man intelligent? Yes. Do we create things out of other things? Yes. You know, somebody comes with something that he invented, and somebody looks at it, like, oh, I can do a little better. And somebody said, oh, I can do a little better. I can do it. So, for an example, you remember the first car. Oh, you don't remember, but you heard of it. If you compare the first car to cars today, you say, wow, we didn't evolve. That's not evolution. It is a process in which people see it, get information, say, I can do a little better. Oh, I can do it. That's what's going on here. Same thing about a plane, something about anything. Is, you know, we get information of others and we apply something else and make it better. For an example, the other day I saw something interesting. I saw a hammer. I said a hammer. You use a hammer to bang nails, right? 
Well, this hammer is unique. The guy put, drilled a hole in the middle of the hammer. And he put a little uh, a bit in there. Interesting, he put a cavity in the middle of the hammer, and he would go with a little magnet that he put in there. He got to the nail, and it was stuck. And, 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 and there's a cavity in there, and the guy didn't even need to pick up the nail. He just put it like that, boom, and that little uh, hole in the middle. You're not getting what I'm saying, but it, anyway, it would hold the hammer, and it would bang, and the nail goes right in. So it avoided him from picking up a nail with his hand and put his hand to hold the nail and bang the thing down. So he did everything with one thing, touch, boom, bang, touch, boom. It's like, oh, wow, that's very creative. Did he evolve? No. He just, out of a product on which he thought about it with his mind, a creative mind, he began to say, oh, I can do this. Let me give you an example. This is not true. It's not in the Bible, okay? But give me an example so your mind can work a little bit. All right? So a scientist said to God, go ahead. I can create anything you create. And God says to the, to the guy, to the scientist, Go ahead and do it. What are you going to do? Look what I do. And I'm going to create something. And he goes and picks up some, a big pile of dirt. And he was going about to create something. God says, mm -mm 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 -mm. put the dirt down. And scientists look at God and said, why should I put the dirt down? That's my dirt. Get your own. <laughs> now you have to create your own dirt. Out of what? Nothing? See, God gave us, gave us a mind to think and to process information and to do those things. But what my, mankind do, he creates things of things that already exist. You know, the, the, for example, our earth is rich in all kinds of stuff. And praise the Lord because God put it here. You know, men find it, discover it, and use it. For an example, for an example petroleum or oil. They use it for all kinds of stuff. You know, in mankind, think about, oh, can we can do this, oh, we can do this, oh, we can, you know what, it's a creative mind, we have a creative mind, we think about things, and it's wonderful. Some people are very creative, different stuff. For an example, some people are very smart in mathematics. Some people are not. But if you allow that person to exceed, you're going to see that person is great on something else. Because our minds are different. But we have a mind on which can gather information, process it, and do something with it. We cannot create anything out of nothing. But we can use what is available to us and do something about it. The human mind is fascinating. All right? So, the mind are the Zion's creation. So, letter A, your mind is created by God. Your mind was created by God. There are a few folks out there who really believe that we evolved. We did not evolve. We were created by God Almighty. He's the one who created everything out of nothing. And I don't care what people say. People say, you really believe that? I do. I do. He's a created God on which created everything that exists, created us. And one day, we will give account of our lives to Him. So, your mind was created by God Almighty. Look what it says in John chapter 3, verse 10. All things were created by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. John 3.47 says, And John answered said, A man can receive nothing except it is given him from heaven. See, man may boast of his knowledge and skills, and it is a lot of smart people. It is a lot of people with a lot of skills. But without God, we can do nothing. The self-made man does not exist. 
It's just imagination and ignorance in the minds of too many people. There are many people who think that they are strong and invincible. They think they can subdue mountains and even dethrone God and sit themselves on God's throne. But the reality is that we are fragile and we are frail. Because you and I were, uh, were not there when the foundations of the earth were created, we read in Scripture that, that we by faith believe that to be true, and I believe that to be true. So, do we have a created mind? The answer is yes, we do. We have a created mind, and we can do great things with this mind that God gave us. Let me tell you, if you, for an example, oh, last night I was so proud of myself. You say, what did you say? I was sitting on my sofa. And I said, I'm hungry, but I don't know what I'm going to eat. And the thought comes, you got some shorties in the freezer. So I said, what am I going to do with that shorties in the freezer? So I get up. I went to the freezer, got two things of shorties, two little links of shorties. Cut them in pieces, slice them, get all kinds of stuff. I said, what can I do? Got in the freezer, saw a whole bag of, of, of uh, um, stir-fried vegetables. Stir vegetable. I thought it was just frozen vegetables, but I... With stir fried vegetables. I throw it in there and then I said, What else am I going to do? I put some oil in there. I put some Parmesan cheese. I put some, some pepper. I put all kinds. I just throw it in there. Blah, 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 throw it in there. And I said, I hope it tastes good. <laughs> you know? But you know, I was doing like, you know, with a purpose. I like, like, like a big chef, you know? Then, then I told, she came downstairs. I said, Do you want to eat something? She goes, No. Okay. So I sat down and I got this big thing. Oh, that tastes good. <laughs> you know what? I was proud of myself. I said, I never did this before. You know what? God gives you a mind and you begin to think, oh, I think this ingredient tastes good. I think this tastes good. I think this tastes good. We put it together. You know what? That's the mind that God gave us. You know what? And you know what? Oh, I was good. <laughs> I might take it to work tomorrow. Leftovers. But all I'm saying is, we have a mind on which you, we can create a lot of things with it. Do I create those things out of nothing? No. I used what I had, and I put them together. Somebody could come behind me, taste the food, and say, mm, it's missing something. No, that person gathered the information and tasted and say, I can add another ingredient. Make a little better. Somebody can come back and say, oh, I can do this thing and make it even better. You see, the mind is getting the information. and work. For example, when you taste food, it goes right to your brain. It's salty. Oh, it doesn't have any salt. Oh, it's too spicy. The, you see, the mind begins to get all the information and, and give you that and you understand. So, we do have a created mind who was created by God. Okay? So, the mind is a, is a design creation. Number two, the mind are under a divine control. We cannot deny we have witnessed many times of people who know it all. They know everything. You don't, can't teach them anything because they already arrived. No matter what you try to say or try to teach them, they simply know more than you do. And it don't matter what subject you may be talking about, they always know more than you do. They are unteachable. They have arrived in their own minds. I wonder if some of these people think they, are, they know more than God does. Now, the great reality, even to the most smart and the most intellectual, is that our understanding is limited. Our intelligence is limited. God knows all things, not us. That's why we don't understand certain things. 
If we sit right here and try to understand why, how the universe sticks together, you're going to be amazed how everything even glues together. If, you go, if we're going to sit right here and explain, try to explain how the earth stays together, we're going to be scratching our heads because it doesn't make any sense. You know what? God put it together. And there we are right here. Okay, so our mind is limited because we're not God. We don't have the capacity in our understanding that God does. So there are many things we don't understand. There are many things that we just have questions. For an example, let me ask you this. Before anything, before anything, where was God? Somebody have asked me this time, you created God. God was not created. He was always there. Then our mind goes, what do you mean if he's always there? Do you have an answer? I don't. What do you mean that everything came to be? Where was God? He was always there. You say, but that, that's, that's, a, that's a silly answer. Well, that's the answer that I have. I, have no, I cannot comprehend more than that. You see, our minds are limited. Limited. When we get to heaven, we will understand. And we go, ah. <laughs> it's all because our understanding is limited. That is why the God designed us that, that, uh, this way. Uh, the way the, I'm sorry. That's, uh, that is w- uh, the way God designed us. And that's the way God created us. That's the reason he is God and we are not. He is the creator and we are his creation. Okay. Letter A, we have a limited mind. As part of God's creation, we are not in charge. He is. Keep in mind here that God did not create you as a robot. Didn't program you. He created you with a self-will to make your own decision and make your own choices. The minds that God, the minds that God has created within us have astonished cap- capacities, but they are limited. Only God is omniscient. Not us. We are limited in our knowledge because God has placed a boundary in our minds. Actually, go to Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29. Let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29. And look what it says right there. The secret things belongs unto the Lord, our God. But those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may now all may may do all the words of this law. So while man has accumulated information for centuries, so that we are individ- so we as individuals do not have to learn everything from scratch again. Why you think, for an example, why you think doctrines, doctors and scientists and oh they keep records. They keep, they get the information to pass to the next generation. So when they study new things, they're based on some things that have already been studied. Not like this generation goes away and this generation is going to go back and scratch their head. and like, how in the world they did this? See, for me, information is saved and keep passing down. So other people come around and they rely on this information and they take that information and they make a better. You see, but it goes for created minds. We are created minds, and we use our mind. Look, let me put it this way. Not everybody ha- have the same tendencies. 
You follow that? Some people are born with certain tendencies. Some, I mean, we're all, we, we all born with tendencies. Some are born with, for example, some people are born, they become great musicians. They have that tendency to do that. Some people are born, they have tendencies to be great sports players. Or, or you, you, you keep going on. Or maybe great doctors or great scientists, whatever they are. But see, they rely on information that was given by the previous generation. They don't go and take everything out of nothing because we're not God. But you know what? Our mind it can store that information, get it and say, oh, I can do this. Oh, I can do that. Based on things that we have learned. Okay, so. Let it be. We have a limitless mind. Look what it says in our text, verse 26 of Acts chapter 17. And had made of one blood all nations of men. It's not colors of skin, it's one blood, for to dwell in all the face of the earth, and that determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. So Paul in Athens stands in Mars Hill, where a lot of superstitious scholars is there, and, uh, of, uh, and, and, the re and the intellectual people, uh, they're very intellectual, but there's one thing they are missing, an unknown God. They're very superstitious about everything, but there's one thing, they didn't have no God. They, they didn't understand the God who created them. So listen, folks, when I hear of the development of science in areas like, like cloning, I wonder if we are getting close to the boundary that God has set in our minds. There are many things that God knows are best for us not to know. You follow that? Don't let what we you. Don't let what you can't understand deviate you from your faith. I can't humanly explain the eternal being of God. I cannot. I can't put, I can't put into human terms the fact that God has no beginning and but uh, 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 no beginning and no end. I cannot explain that. This concept is impossible for me to phantom in my mind, but my inability to explain it makes it uh, I'm sorry, it makes it no less true. That's where faith enters the equation here. One day our faith will become sight. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12. Our God has placed divine control upon our minds. And we need to be careful that we don't cross the boundaries on which God set for us. And we have in our human mind, we, some people try to do that. Okay. So let's see, the first number one, the, the mind are designed creations. Number two, the minds are under divine control. And number three, the mind can make deliberate choices. I don't think that none of us here think that God made us robots. We live, we choose, we make choices every day. You see a robot? Okay. Do you, we have at home a little robot. It's called Sharky. Shark? What's his name? Fred. Fred. Shark is the other one. Okay. Fred. You know, Fred, you go on your phone, and Fred goes out and vacuums the house by himself. And we watch Fred hitting his head all over the place, going under the tables and stuff. That's a robot. You know what you do when you're controlling the thing? You know, it's nice, actually. It does a good job. But you know what? He does what you program him to do. Right? We're not like that. God didn't, didn't create us and program us to be robots. No, no. He, he created us with the greatest gift that humankind have. 
freedom of choice. We have free will to choose and to do what we want. And of course, in the end, we reap the consequences of it, all the blessings of it, but the Lord left that up to us. So we live in a society today in which some people like to blame others for their wrong choices and wrong actions. You know, it goes the mind working again. I'm a victim. I'm hurting because of you. In some cases, it's true. You know, if I go to you and, uh, and I push you and throw you down, well, then I cause that. But I'm talking about like our own choices that we make in life. Then we like to blame others for it. First, it's not God's fault. Secondly, it's nobody's fault but our own. But why we do that? Because we have a created mind. We do what we want because we think. Okay, so we live in a society today which is a, a, everybody's victims, and we like to blame others for our own mistakes and actions. So let me make it clear here tonight that our actions are our responsibility. One example, oh, I commit this crime because of the way I was treated when I was a kid by my mom and dad. That doesn't fit my mind. No, no, you did that on your own. And you should answer for your actions. It is amazing what, what's going on in society. If you listen to news and read stuff, you scratch your head and say, where are we going with this mind of ours? What are we thinking? So, let me make it clear like, 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 like this morning, so tonight. So, God gave us a brain with a free will to choose to do good or to do evil. Blaming others for what we do wrong is ignoring the fact that we are responsible for what we do. Actually, those who reject Jesus and his salvation one day will stand before God and they won't be able to blame anybody, neither blame God for their choice. They will be held accountable for the choice that they have made, uh, made concerning Jesus and his salvation. They, at that moment, they will have nobody else to blame but themselves. All right. Okay. Did God promise to send the Messiah? Yes, he did. Did the Messiah came? Yes, he have. Did he pay the penalty of our sin? Yes, he did. Did he, went, did, did he left the promise to, human, to the human race? Yes, he have. Salvation is the same by faith in Jesus alone. All right, so it's available to all, right? To all people. So if a person keeps rejecting that, he's making, or she or he, is making a choice. The brain is saying, I don't want. Okay, so when the brain is saying, I don't want, one day... That person will have an appointment with his maker or will die. When he gets to God's court, who's going to blame? God? God made it available. Who's going to blame everybody or the environment that that person lives around? No. Himself. Because that person is the one who made that choice. So again, God gave us a mind to think. A mind to make choices. A mind to create things and make good things. You know, a created mind likes to do good things because it will create. We create things, you know what, good things. For an example, let's put it like this, all right? I love bridges. Like, you know, like this big architectural stuff and you look at like, wow, that's beautiful. You know what, why they're created for? To make our lives easy. So you can go across. You don't have to swim across and go in a barge or in a boat. <laughs> right? You know, so you go, you drive on the other side, and you go, oh, that bridge was so long. Really? 
Try to walk, try to swim across, see how long it's going to take you. It ain't like if, if it's in the middle of the winter, if it's like in the north, oh, it'd be very cold to go in the water. So, you know what? Creative minds, we create things that benefit what? Other people. We do good things. We create, you know what? And we should be proud of it. It's like, well, you know, because it might be, it, it, listen, it might, at first bridge, I'm not like scientists, but the first bridge might start out like this. Somebody put a beam across a little ditch, and they walk across, and they go, oh, this is good. Somebody's so like, oh, let's put two. And somebody's so like, oh, let's put three before you know you have a wide thing, and people are walking across. And from there, it came different things and we put steel and cement and all kinds of stuff and now we have horses and buggies and before you know we have 18 wheels going across and isn't that great it's called a creative mind our God is very creative too don't you know that look what our God created so we have first of all a choice to reverence God our minds we have we can make a choice look what it says in verse uh 27 of Acts 17. And they should seek the Lord, if happily they might feel after him and find him, through he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. And certain also of, uh, uh, of your own uh, poets have said, for we are also as offspring. So we make a choice to reverence God. I said this morning, not afraid of God. You know what? But reverence him for who he is so that's a choice that you and i make and i tell you what millions of people make the choice to hate god to never actually to curse him and his name is put in the mud every day by thousands of people and that's a, tr a truth it's not i'm not making things up right here the reality is thousands of people make the choice in their own mind to curse god every day even the vocabulary is so short that they put God's name all the time in there. But, but we can have a mind to reverence Him and say, thank you, Lord, and you know, live a life that glorifies Him. We make that choice. I cannot make that choice for you. Okay? So a choice to reverence God. Let it be. A choice to run. Animals were created with the instinct, uh, instinctive reflex. They don't think before they react. If you pull a dog's ear, what is going to happen? He might bite you. Why? Because it's automatic reaction. You know, if you go to a lion's den, you might not get out of there because it might be supper. You know, because it's the reaction. They react on instinct. For an example, I will not, I'm not going to do that. I promise I'm not going to do that, okay? But let's say I go behind you, I pull both of your ears. <clears throat> And you say, Pastor, that's awful. <laughs> but let's say I did it, okay? Some people react immediately in a very aggressive way. But some people just look around and say, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you follow that? Because we are not like animals that re react on instinct. We are human beings. We have a mind which processes the information and say, oh, that hurts. And you look around and you see where the source come from. You initiate it then you go, what's wrong with you? Or you can react the other way and react like an impulsive way. Either way, we have a brain 
that thinks and processes the information, whatever that is, even if it's pain, whatever, and we process it out and we act towards it. See the difference between animals and us? Much different. Okay? We have a choice to run from God or a choice to run to God. Okay. A person comes here. Let's say they never walk in a church. And let's say they come here and I preach the gospel. And they have two choices to make. They receive, they, they get all that information. Maybe they go explore a little bit more by coming again and again and again, like I did for about almost five months. They gather that information and they process it in their minds and they try to say, what's going on here? And in the end, they make a choice. Or they have a choice to say, I never go there anymore and run right out. You see that? It's the mind that we have. God allows us to think and process information. So we have a choice to run. So think about the following two stories from Scripture. In both cases, there was temptation, but the choice was made very different. Actually, go to Genesis chapter 3. Let's look at verse um, 6. It's two choices, two different choices right here. And the, the choices, the information is processed and it comes with two different results. Okay? Look what it says in verse 6. We look at, you know, the serpent comes, comes in, in the, inside the garden. And we know what's going to happen here. It's going to uh, uh, tempt the, the serpent. In verse 2 it says, And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the, of the tree, or, uh, the tree um, of the tree of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, He shall not eat of it, neither shall he touch it, uh, it lest he die. Look what it says in verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for good, and it was pleasant to the eye, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat it, and gave also to her husband with her, and he did eat. What happened here? They already knew from God not to touch it. Information went into their brain. It was there. Because when Satan comes in in the serpent, when Satan begins to tempt them, they already know not to touch it. You see, the information was there and was restored there. All right? So the serpent comes and tempts them, and what they do, they get the information that was in, they compare it to the two, she looks at the fruit, and she makes her own choice. And she grabs it and eats it. She got two sources of information. She processes the information and makes one decision. The same thing with us every day, folks. We get all kinds of information, good and evil, every day. It comes into our mind very rapidly. And we process that information. And our mind is going to do something. We either do good or we do evil. Okay, let's go to the next one. Okay. Go to Genesis chapter 39, verse 10. Here's another different story right here, totally different than this one, but is a different outcome right here. Look what it says in verse uh, 7. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and, and she said, lie with me. Okay, and let's see. But look, verse 8. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master voweth not what is with, uh, with me in his house, and he had committed all that, is, uh, that, is, that he had to my hand. There is no greater in his house than I, neither had he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness? Look what it says. 
a wicked sin against God. So, again, all right, is the information that he already know that is wrong to do. He gathered more information from another source. Now, his mind processed the information, and he comes out with the decision. We look at the Garden of Eden, there was a different outcome. We look at this situation right here, different outcome. You know what? To different minds, they're processed differently. So our mind, we have a created mind. What happens here is this. We are bombarded with information every day. And we process it every day. We can either come out doing evil or come out doing good. But it's here. It just keeps coming. It's like the same thing. If you go to the Internet, it's a lot of good, but it's a lot of evil. If you emerge your mind on the evil stuff, you get all that information, and you can end up doing a lot of the stuff that comes in there. Okay? So, just give you that about a created mind. So, let's go down here a little bit. So, we have, we are products of our choices conceived in our own minds and carry out in our own actions. Okay? I'll conclude with this. The human mind is a fascinating thing because God created it. Is a, it is a design creation under divine control with the ability to make deliberate choices. Our brain was created by God. We have a free will to choose either to reverence God or totally disobey Him. We are not the product of our environment. Like people need to say today, and they say that we are a product of our environment. That is not true. We have a brain to choose what direction we want to go. For example, I don't go very far. Okay? I was created in a home in which alcohol was freely given. All right? I didn't need to go get a license. I didn't need to go see if I was, you know, 18 and older. It was there for the taking. I could drink as many cups as I wanted. You know, it was never restrictions. was never given to me because, you know what? My whole family, everybody had wine. It was a cultural thing. You know what? My father became an alcoholic big time. I almost died from it. Okay. I was created in that environment. Okay, my family, it didn't matter where I go, everybody had this stuff. And they were offered to you. You come in the house, oh, you want a cup of wine. I was a kid. You say, how old are you? Probably, no, 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 8, 9, 10, 11. You say, really, I'm telling you, I'm not lying to you. Okay, so I was around that. Okay, with all that environment, did, did I become an alcoholic? No. Oh, but you're a product of the environment. You know what? That's why we have too many victims in our world. People are the victims of the environment. Oh, I grew up on that. That's why I'm like that. No, no, you made a choice to be like that. But people say to me, oh, you're out of touch. I'm not out of touch. You know what? Because I was exposed to that from childhood. I made my choice. I don't want that. I was forced to drink it because I didn't want to drink it. Until to a point I was grown up enough and big enough to say, I don't want this. Never bothered me, my decision. But you see, we're not a product of our environment like, like these people like to say. No, we make our own choices because we have a mind. 
In our mind, we either choose good or bad. We choose good or evil. It's all here. God gave us a mind to make our choices. All right? So, we have a brain to choose to do right or to do wrong. We have a brain to choose if we want to receive Jesus as our personal Savior or reject Him. We have a, a, a mind to, to be kind to people or to be evil. We have a mind to speak, to, to make our mouth speak all kinds of, of, of garbage or a mind to speak godly good things. It's all here, stored in here. Or just because maybe you always never been exposed to bad things. Let me put it this way. We all have, all of us, been exposed to bad things, don't we? We've been. But people sometimes think, we, oh, you've you just, you just been in the shoebox somewhere, and, 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 and you've never been exposed to these things. That's not true. But we make our choices. And I tell you what, praise the Lord for our created minds. Because we can do, so, I'm sorry, so many good things for the human race. And we can do that in the name of Jesus. We can do that. So, so tonight I'm asking you to open the doors of your heart and invite Jesus into your life. And let this year, let's open our minds to the things of God. Let's do that. What a goal to make our mind, open our minds to the things of God. But Because we can go no wrong with that. Listen, God is always good. God is always good. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this series as I intend to start and finish this time. Lord, we have a fascinating mind that you give us. We thank you, Lord, for it. We are capable of thinking. We are capable of creating things from the stuff that you've given us. Lord, we are capable of making choices, either to follow you or to reject you, to do good or to do evil. Help us, Lord, to use our minds for that which was, is good, to use our minds to honor you and to worship you and to glorify your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, if you could stand, we're going to sing a song of invitation tonight, and then we will go to our Lord's Supper. Page 485, 485, Ab Dion Way, Lord, 485. Get this sometime. Oh, goodness. Okay, there it is. Have thy own way, Lord, have thy own way. Thou art a potter, I am the Mold me and make me after thy will. While I am waiting, yield it and still. Have thy own way, Lord, have thy own way. Search me and try me, Master, to 
whiter than snow, Lord, wash me just now, as in thy presence humbly I bow. Have thy own way, Lord, have thy own way, wounded and weary, help me, I pray. Power, oh power, surely is thine. Touch me and heal me, Savior divine. Amen. You may be seated. You folks taking us out of social media, right? Okay, thank you. All right. I was thinking about this as...